0: You don't want to miss The Myth of Prometheus. Tune in to Live from Mount Olympus, wherever you get your podcasts. What if kittens played the clock in spiel? there, folks, and welcome back to What If World, the show where your questions and ideas inspire off-the-cuff stories. I'm Mr. Eric, your host, and today we're going to start off with our first question from Lucy.
1: Hi, my name is Lucy, and what I really like is mermaids, and my what if question is, what if a, what if a mermaid named Mariah found a beautiful treasure and she became a legend?
0: Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Lucy. What a cool name for a mermaid. Mariah. I would have never thought of that. That is such a good question. I feel like the story tells itself. So I think I'll need to throw myself a curveball. Good thing a little boy named August already did.
1: I'm August. And I love sea monsters. What's your question? And my question is...
0: What if sea monsters can fly? Ah, yes, August, the old flying sea monster. Well, let's get straight to our story today. What if a mermaid named Mariah found a beautiful treasure and became a legend? Plus flying sea monsters.
2: Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep
0: philosophical questions like, Do trees fart?
2: For over six years, The Past and the Curious has been winning fans, sharing stories of real people from the past, and making people smile. I'm Mick Sullivan, author of I See Lincoln's Underpants, which is a book about, well, famous people's underwear. You'll find all of those stories and much more in the hundreds of episodes of The Past and the Curious. You know, quite often people will say to me, Mick, my kid loves your show. But you know what? I love your show too, and that's what it's all about. Bringing grown ups and kids together to learn and laugh while they discover new stories about underwear saving people's lives, the origin of the swimsuit, or figures like inventor Garrett Morgan, astronomer Mariah Mitchell, or spy and baseball player Mo Berg. So if you want to get hip to the show, you can find The Past and the Curious in all the usual podcast places. The Past and the Curious with Mick Sullivan. That's me. Now,
0: you might not have seen a map of What If World recently, but if you had, you'd know that Weddington D.W., capital of What If World, sits in a swampy little town right next to the Atlantic Ocean. These folks really seem to like their question names. And not far from the shores of the capital, deep under the sea, lay the city of Watlantis. Are you noticing a pattern here? Well, if you couldn't guess, the king of Atlantis was named King Wyden, and his daughter was a beautiful mermaid named Mariah. She was his only daughter, and so was one day destined to be queen of Atlantis. But there was a rite of passage for any king or queen under the sea. Daughter? Said King Wyden. They were sitting, or rather floating, in the throne room. Yes, father? Said Mariah.
1: You're sixteen now. Are you prepared
0: to be queen? Oh, I... Don't really think so. Why not? I've gone to all the best schools and had all the finest things under the sea, but I've never left the ocean.
1: And so you shall not need to. Moriah, above the waves. The people are selfish. They pollute our seas and their very own skies. It's as if they do not love their own world.
0: But how can you say that for sure, if you've never met them?
1: Moriah... I have defeated countless sea monsters. I don't need to face an army of land monsters, and neither do you.
0: (sighs) Very well, father, said Mariah. Then what do you think I need to become ready to rule? King White and seaweed eyebrows rose in surprise. You don't
1: know? What have I been paying these teachers for?
0: Father, I'm saying I don't know. So shouting about the thing I don't know isn't going to teach it to me.
1: Well, talking calmly to a man who is shouting doesn't make him feel any better about shouting. Okay,
0: father. Then just tell
1: me, what do I need to do? The same as any king or queen before you, you must find a beautiful treasure to become a legend.
0: Oh, father, that's rather cryptic. Can you be a little more specific? But King Whiten rose from his throne and swam towards his daughter with
1: a stern look on his weathered face. It is a lesson we must each learn on our own.
0: But what was the beautiful treasure you found?
1: A simple pearl, or so I thought.
0: Oh Well, I can find a pearl. There must be thousands in the ocean. Not anywhere near here, daughter.
1: The people of the land, and my people under the sea, took every pearl we could find, until there were no more oysters left to give them.
0: But father, that's horrible. You're no better than the people above the sea. How could that make you a legend?
1: I cannot tell you the rest yet, my little Mariah. Go forth and find your own treasure.
0: Silly father and your mysteries. And she swam out of the throne room, frustrated. The seas were stormier than usual. She could feel the waves tossing her back and forth as soon as she left the shelter of the castle. All the merfolk and fish... And sea mammals were taking shelter. But Mariah just kept swimming higher and higher until she felt herself getting caught up in the current and swept towards the shore. Mariah! She thought she could hear her father call after her from a distance, but she couldn't make him out through the dark stormy waters. She was being spun around and tossed up and down. She barely knew where she was. If my father thought Stealing the ocean's last pearl made it a beautiful treasure. Then he is no legend at all, thought Mariah, as she let a whipping whirlpool spin her up into the air, above the surface of the water, and cast her out over the swamps of Waddington D.W. splash. She landed in a deep pool of water, not nearly as salty as what she was used to, This must be that polluted water my father spoke of. But it wasn't polluted. She was just used to salt water. So what kind of water do you think she was in now, folks at home? That's right. She'd fallen in fresh water. She felt another set of gills open up lower on her neck. She'd never used those ones before. And after (laughs) a few gasping breaths... (sighs) Oh breathe again. She poked her head above the surface of this murky swamp water, and saw that whatever storm had swept her up was affecting the land people too. She saw a fluffy black and white cat running around shouting out orders as its fluffy fur got wetter. And Get wetter. these people out of here! If this storm doesn't stop, this whole city's gonna be underwater! said Jojo Fluffy Cat, also known as JF Cat. You there, little girl. The president was talking to her. What are you doing swimming around in a storm like this? It's dangerous. Not for me. I'm a mermaid. Well, if you're not in danger, then you're part of the rescue mission. What? No, I just ran away from home to find a beautiful treasure and become a legend. Listen, mer lady, Mariah, wherever, mer important. I'm not important. This is an emergency, which means we all gotta work together to stay safe. "'Now are you going to help me save people, or are you just going to keep focusing on your own problems?' Mariah could feel the swamp waters rise beneath her, and she saw bubbles rising deep below the murky water. "'Bubbles? Someone might be down there!' "'Well, if it's any bigger than a goldfish, I'm not going to be able to save it,' said JF Cat. "'You won't have to,' said Mariah." She touched a gleaming blue sapphire set into her tiny tiara, and it lit up the stormy skies with a rich blue light. Then she dove beneath the stormy swamp water. The blue light from her tiara helped her see beneath the murky depths. There, at the bottom of the swamp, huddled a family of frightened squid creatures. Grandomer now bubbled the biggest of the squid. I'm sorry, my tentacles is rusty. It bubbled bubbled again, wrapping up the rest of its family with its big tentacles. Can you understand me? Asked Mariah, and the whole family nodded once. I know you're frightened, and you don't want to lose your home, but the sea is rising, it's coming this way, and it'll turn your fresh water into seawater. The family looked to the surface which seemed to get farther and farther away as the waters rose. I know you don't want to leave your home, but let's just find you a new place to stay for a while, and hopefully your swamp will be safe in a few days. A tiny squid shook free from the big squid's grip and pushed itself through the murky water toward Mariah. It said, gesturing to the rest of its family. The big squid grumbled. And then they were all grabbing their things and swimming toward the surface. The smallest squid lingered for a moment. It asked. Not yet, said Mariah. I have to see if there are more people I can help down here. Nodded the squidling, and it swam towards its family. She turned back towards the depths of the swamp, her tiara lighting the way before her. It looked like everyone else had already gotten away. And just when she was about to swim back out of the swamp. The blue light from her tiara shone upon a shiny, white, round orb just barely peeking out of the mud. Could that be a pearl? Mariah thought. She was already swimming towards it. Maybe father took the last of the saltwater pearls, but freshwater pearls still exist? Above her, lightning flashed and thunder shook the whole swamp. She had reached the strange white thing and was sweeping mud off of it as fast as she could. This is much bigger than any pearl I've ever seen. She could barely fit her arms around it, and she had to swim with all her might just to move it one inch out of the ground. This must be the biggest pearl in the world, she thought, her eyes going wide. A treasure like this would make me a legend. She touched the warm white pearl trying to think how she could get it to the surface. The little squidling was back. It had one tentacle wrapped around Mariah's wrist, and with one of the others it was pointing, gesturing wildly towards its family at the surface. She looked up from the pearl. I told you to get out of here. I'll be all right, Mariah said, but the squidling just wrapped another tentacle around her wrist and kept trying to pull her up toward the surface and the rest of its family. But what if that's the very last pearl? said Mariah, and the squidling looked confused. What if it gets lost forever in the storm? And her whole underwater world shook again as a wave crashed over the swamp, and sand and salt water started pouring down. Mariah forgot about the pearl in an instant. We have to get you out of here, she said to the squidling, and they sped toward the surface. Soon she was the one pulling it. Crash! Another wave poured into the swamp. And with this one, a great, sharp rock fell from the surface, headed right for the little mermaid and her little squid friend. The rock cut through the water faster than she could swim. And Mariah knew one thing. It was too big and too fast for her to get out of the way. Thinking fast, she used her mighty tail to flip the squidling back up towards its family. And in the very last instant, she swam into a crevice of the tiny rock as it dragged her back down to the deep. Oh, I hope I don't get trapped under this big rock, thought Mariah. But now that she was right up next to the rock, she saw it was actually a stone monument, a question mark that had stood in Waddington D.W. for hundreds of years. Wow, that must be some storm. Before she could swim out from under the great sinking question mark, it hit something hard, and Mariah shook loose as a cloud of silty seawater rose into the air around her. I must have hit the bottom, thought Mariah. She tried looking around, but the force of the crash had cracked the sapphire in her tiara. It flickered, and dimmed and then it went dark No, oh no I don't even know which way is up Mariah got her tail loose from the monument and started swimming around blindly until she felt a familiar surface it's the pearl oh and it's cracked another piece of history gone but then out of the cracked pearl shone a warm glowing light and something that looked like a uh, kind of giant red lobster monster, pulled itself out. It wasn't a pearl, said Mariah, caring. It was an egg. Ooh, what a way to wake up, said that giant creature. Um, please don't eat me, Miss Lobster Monster, said Mariah. Eat you? You freed me. You and I are going to be best friends. Besides, I ain't no lobster. I'm a crawdad. "'Cindy Crawdad, pleased to meet you, and pleased not to eat you. (laughs) "'Now what are you doing at the bottom of this swamp?' "'Oh, I was trying to save people, but then I got distracted by a pearl, "'and now I think they're all trapped in salt water.' "'Cindy Crawdad tasted the water with her great squiggly mouth feelers. "'Oh, that water ain't too bad just yet, long as we all get out of here right now. "'But I can barely swim. I hurt my tail in the crash.' Now you think I'm going to let a little something like that get in our way? Cindy reached out with her great pincer, but Mariah wasn't afraid, and the colossal crayfish took the Little Mermaid and put her on its back. Now let's go find your friends. And the armored red plates that ran along Cindy Crawdad's back suddenly lifted and separated, making two great red wings. Who? Her armored wings spread wide and launched them towards the surface. They were flying through the water, straight toward that family of squid. Cindy, I think you're too small to hold that entire family, said Mariah. Well, then you better think of something quick. And Mariah remembered the great whirlpool that had sucked her up and spat her out here in the first place. Cindy, how fast can you swim in circles? Well, it's been a century or two, but let's find out. And Cindy swam round and round and round. And the last of the fresh water whirled around this family of squid and slowly launched them into the sky. A great murky tornado of water with Cindy and Mariah swimming at the top. JF Cat shouted up at them. I asked you to help with the storm, and you're making a mernado. J.F. Cat shouted, "Mariah, where's the safest lake? It's ten miles inland. You'll never make it." Called J.F. Cat, but Mariah and Cindy were already spinning their mernado in that direction. Let me see eh?' Asked the great squid stuck inside the cyclone. Now y'all can keep complaining. Or you can start swimming and help us get to the next lake. And the family of squid nodded and started swimming around in circles. They passed other swamps and ponds along the way and sucked up any freshwater creatures they could find who were in danger. And the mer got bigger
1: and bigger until
0: (laughs) it spat them all out. Into the
1: lake oh what a lovely
0: day to go fishing in my own little lake it's been so quiet here since kathunkel left and took all those squid monsters with him <laughs> Good riddance I say and the last squid to plunk back into that great lake was the biggest one of all <laughs> That last splash soaked the entire observatorium, never mind Abacus himself. Uh, Welcome back, Craig Kraken, and it's good to see you too. Cindy Crawdad spun out the Mernado wider and wider, stretching it until it was just a big rain cloud slowly falling over What If World. Cindy, we did it. We saved all those people. I gotta say, that was some quick thinking on your part, said Cindy. Yeah, I mean, that mernado defies just about every law of physics. Oh, hush now. No point sticking a hole in a leaky barrel. I have no idea what that means. It means we ought to get you home now that this storm's dying down. And Cindy shook her great red wings one last time, splashing abacus with plenty of stinky swamp water. Oh, really? I was barely even in this story. (sighs) And they flew back to the shore. King Wyatton was waiting at the beach. All five sapphires that ringed his crown shone as bright as they could and moved like searchlights across the beach and beyond.
1: Mariah! Mariah!
0: I'm here, father, she said as Cindy Crawdad dove toward the beach.
1: Oh, the storm! I was so worried. Mariah, jump off of that creature at once. I will defeat this sea monster and make you safe again.
0: Now that's a fine how do you do, said Cindy, landing on the beach just a few feet from the king. Father, said Mariah, climbing down from the crayfish's back. She's not a lobster monster or a sea serpent. In fact, She prefers fresh water.
1: Whatever manner of beast she is, she will not have you.
0: King, I think you need to set your head straight. As her red armored wings settled down in place along her back. Father, you said the great treasure you found wasn't just a simple pearl. What did you mean by that? King and put away his pointy trident, and turned off the glaring sapphire lights atop his crown.
1: Well, daughter, somehow, out of that last pearl came you.
0: And then you realized the most beautiful treasures weren't things. But, people, you've learned the lesson.
1: But that still doesn't explain this
0: monster. Don't you know a beautiful treasure when you see one, King? Said Cindy.
1: Beautiful? You're some kind of
0: giant swamp creature. She is beautiful, father. And if you can't see that, Maybe you've still got some lessons left to learn. Me? But I'm a grown-up! <laughs> Cindy laughed, and her armored plates clattered. Bella, everybody I ever met who thought they knew everything, sure as heck, didn't know nothing. And Cindy spread out her armored wings again, and the sun shone upon them red and gold as it peeked through the storm clouds. Sweetie, thanks for sitting me free said Cindy to Mariah. ocean might not be big enough for me and your pa, but give me a ring next time you come to land. And with that, the great crayfish beat its wings, mist and sunlight swirling around it as she rose into the sky. Wow, said King Wyden. She
1: really is kind of beautiful. Wow, said Mariah.
0: You really can learn new things. Hey, (laughs) I'm going to get you. And father and daughter chased each other back into the sea. The end. Well, August and Lucy, I hope you liked your story. Folks at home, our Patreon has eight members so far. That might not sound like much, but knowing that eight families out there care enough about What If World to help us do it full time, that means a lot. More importantly, we are two patrons away from starting our monthly live stream. That's a real live streaming story that I'll be doing for you folks, in addition to our weekly What If World stories on the podcast. So check out patreon.com slash whatifworld if you want to find out more. Thanks. I also want to thank Karen Marshall, as always, my editor and producer. Craig Martinson, our musical artist. Jason O'Keefe, our... Art artist, and all you kids at home who know that beautiful treasures really aren't that hard to find. Until we meet again, keep wondering.